Hi, everyone. This is Monica, and you are listening to the Modern Teacher Podcast, where we discuss all things education. I'm so sorry that it has taken me like two and a half weeks to get this episode out. If you're a teacher, you know, it's the end of the school year and the last two weeks of school can be pretty crazy. I've had to uh, do a crap ton of forms and call home, finalize grades and, you know, just, just everything you do at the end of the school year as a teacher. So I do apologize, but we are back and I'm really excited for this episode because I want to talk to you about the top five things I learned in my first year of teaching. Now, if you listen to my intro episode, then you already know how crazy my first year of teaching was with tearing my ACL, needing surgery, but not getting it right away because I finally got my first teaching job. And as a PE teacher, the surgery would not allow me to do that. And then I finally got the surgery because I desperately needed it and then took two months off and then went back, but wasn't able to teach very well. So I resigned from that position and then, yeah. So anyways, long story short, I am done my school year. Uh, I was teaching in person for a month at my current school before getting put into lockdown because of COVID. So just, it's been a crazy ride. Go listen to that first intro episode if you haven't already done so, just to hear about all that because it's wild. But my first year of teaching included three schools and a pandemic. Fun stuff, right? But I've learned so much in that short amount of time, and I would love to share it with you all. So these five things are the five major things that I would like to tell new teachers or individuals that are thinking about going into teaching. So I think these are the the top five things that are most important to me that I've learned. All right. And first and foremost, this is probably the most important one, in my opinion. And that one is don't stress yourself out over planning. So if you're like me, I'm type A. I actually really do love to plan. I make to-do lists, I have a planner, you know, all that good stuff. I love planning. But my first year of teaching, when I was teaching at the Montessori and I taught K through eight, before school started, I planned like three months in advance or tried to at least. And with the amount of planning that I had to do, I was extremely stressed out. I remember the week before school was supposed to start, I was supposed to go on a vacation to California uh, to go see my family. And the night before I was supposed to leave, I was up planning because I just couldn't stop thinking about it. So I was up until like 2 a.m. planning for this school year and my flight was at six. So I ended up actually getting sick just because of all that stress and flying probably didn't help either, but it was ridiculous. And again, I love planning. I need to be prepared and organized at all times or else I start to feel like a mess. And I thought I needed to have all of my lessons planned in advance, but honestly, it wasn't what I necessarily needed. So as a new teacher, I'm sure you think you need a plan, 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 but you don't realize how much your plans change when you're in the middle of them. So for example, when I was creating my plans, I didn't think that I was gonna get knee surgery. 
in the middle of them. Um, or even like, it's not even anything that big. Like my kids were really grumpy one day. So instead of doing the plan that I wanted to do for PE, I ended up doing a very fun fitness game with them. So plans change nonstop. And don't get me wrong, planning is very, very important so that you're not going into a school day and acting like a chicken with your head cut off because you didn't plan anything for the day. But all I'm saying is don't kill yourself planning, all right? Also, there are so many resources out there for teachers to help with their planning, whether you're a specials teacher or early um, eds or middle high school, whatever. There's a lot of resources. So if you are stuck not knowing what to plan, definitely reach out and see what resources you can pick from. You don't have to do all original ideas. All right. A lot of the lessons that I have are from other people and they're amazing lessons. And I'll contribute what I have to those people if they ever needed it. So definitely, definitely look into the resources and use those. Don't feel like you have to have your own lessons all the time. All right. It's really a lot of work and a lot of planning and your job is already hard enough. So make it easy on yourself. But in short, my advice for planning is create a curriculum map or a year at a glance with the unit. So for example, for health and PE, I'll map out, map out what I would like to teach during the year. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'll get to everything or I'll be within that time frame every time, but at least it gives me an idea of what I want to do. I'm not creating the lessons yet. I'm just putting specific topics that I would like to cover over the year that are based off of my standards or um, you know, state standards, national standards, whatever you guys have to use for lessons. And it's really nice because it allows me to see like week by week or month by month what lessons I do have to write out. So instead of planning months in advance, I can just take it a few weeks at a time. Don't try and write lessons for units that are three months away. Like I said, you don't know what's going to happen in three months. Are we going to go back into lockdown? Are you going to get sick? Are you going to go on maternity leave? You don't know what's going to happen. So don't try and write those lessons for three months away. Plan those lessons for that week, absolutely. But realize that things do change. Your students might not be getting one of the topics that you're talking about, so you're going to have to take longer to explain it, and then you might not have as much time to do the next one. So focus on like a week or two weeks and leave it at that. Especially as a new teacher, you're already nervous enough as it is. You don't want to stress yourself over planning on top of that. Okay, the second thing I learned my first year of teaching is ask for help when you need it. Just like I said, there are so many resources out there and that's a way of asking for help. Also, do not be afraid to ask for help from any teachers or admin that are around you. My first teaching job, I was the only health and PE teacher at the school and the state that I was teaching in didn't have any like health or PE curriculum for me to go off of. So I had to make my own and that goes into me planning and stressing myself out over planning because there was nothing. There were no guidelines for me to go off of. So I was just literally making everything else, everything up on my own, which can be very difficult. There wasn't anyone to bounce my ideas off of. So I ended up reaching out to 
old classmates and asking them like their advice for a certain age group or what they would do for a lesson and stuff like that. Now I'm at a school with multiple teachers who have been teaching longer than me and I'm in constant communication with them. With my, I like to call him my cooperating teacher, even though he has his own class. So we have two separate classes, but I, we're in our PE office together. I am constantly texting him since we're virtual right now, but when we were in person, we would always be talking, okay, what are we gonna do next? What do you think would be the best idea for this lesson? And so on and so forth. If you can find a mentor teacher your first year at your new school, whether you're a long-term sub trying to get a full-time position or this is your just first full-time teaching job, definitely try to find a mentor teacher that's in your grade or an admin that is watching over your grade, that kind of thing. And I'm going to go over how to find a mentor teacher in my next episode, but yeah, definitely check out the next episode if you are interested in what a mentor teacher is, but find a teacher who will take you under their wing, share their tips and tricks with you, uh, which will not only help you create better lessons, but will also make you feel happier going into work because you have someone there to help you out and be your friend. Unlike my first teaching job where I went in and sat by myself, which wasn't super great. So hopefully you are able to find someone that you can connect with and that can help you in your first year. Okay, moving on to the third thing I learned my first year teaching. This is a very important one. I think all of them are important, but this is something that will make you such a better teacher in the long run. And that is be reflective of everything you teach. After every lesson, sit down and reflect on how it went, how you taught the lesson, how your students were engaged. Just write it out. You can write it in a journal or on a Google Doc. Some school districts require you to reflect on your lesson plans for the week, so do it on that. But reflecting on your lessons as a first-year teacher will only make you better and stronger. What I like about reflecting on what I teach is I'm able to see what went well and what completely went wrong because, let's face it, some lessons are just complete trash. And that goes back to the planning. You think you're planning an amazing lesson and then your kids just are not having it that day? Yeah, it's not, it wasn't the best lesson and you get to reflect on that. Maybe you move that lesson for the next day when your students are ready and engaged or, you know, something like that. But you'll be able to see which units or topics that the students were highly interested in and the ones that students needed an extra push, which will help you for planning your that topic or lesson the following year. So definitely reflect on everything that you teach. It'll help you a lot. The fourth thing that I learned my first year of teaching is create clear expectations and procedures and keep them posted in your classroom. This is huge. Create clear expectations and procedures and keep them posted in your classroom. So I'm not saying post rules like no talking, no chewing gum. I'm not saying do that. There is a difference, a big difference between rules and expectations. And rules are more focused on not doing things like no talking when the teacher's talking, while expectations, they actually communicate the expected behaviors that you want your students to achieve. So I like going over the expectations and procedures the first week of class. So really, really focusing on those expectations and procedures and then continuing to go over them when they're needed. And you can actually get your class or your classes to create a list of expectations on their own 
and post them in your classroom, kind of like a classroom contract if you've ever done that. You can get a big sticky note, have your, ask your students like, hey, what do you think would be a good procedure or expectation for the classroom? And they might say something like, no talking when the teacher's talking, but try to rephrase it in a way that it isn't a rule. And I'll give you an example in a second. The contract is a really good community building activity and having their own expectations in the classroom can help them keep their behaviors in check because they'll see it, they know that they worked on it, and they know that they need to focus on what they should be focusing on. So my tip for these would be keep it simple and brief. You don't want 20 different expectations up on the board because the students aren't gonna read them. And if you need help, I do have some examples for you, like maintain a safe and clean environment. Very simple. But that can mean a lot of things. Maintain a safe and clean environment. Uh, let's say a student throws their trash on the floor. You can re revert back to that expectation and say, all right, everybody, please make sure you maintain a safe and clean environment. Or maybe a student is hitting another student with a pencil. That also goes into maintaining a safe and clean environment. Or a student is saying things to another student that are derogatory or have racial implications and that is never okay. And you can say you need to maintain a safe environment because that's not a safe environment for the student that they are talking to in that way. Another one might be engage in productive work. Again, very simple. If a student is has their head down, hey everyone, just remember engage in productive work. Or if this can go back to the student hitting another student with a pencil, are they Engaging in productive work? Not really, no. So remind them, engage in productive work, everybody, and things like that. So they are short and broad so that when you need to redirect a student's behavior, you can show them the expectation and how to get back on track. For example, a student's talking and messing around, and you might say, just a reminder, everyone, we should be engaging in productive work by completing the vocab definitions and sentences. You're not singling out a specific student when you do this, but you they, they'll know that you're talking to them because they'll look around and see that they're the only ones not working on it. Having these expectations are going to be a lifesaver and make sure that you reiterate these expectations and procedures all of the time and keep them short and simple. And lastly, the fifth thing that I learned my first year of teaching is it will get better and it will get easier. If you are currently a first-year teacher ending your first school year, I applaud you. I'm sure that teaching in a pandemic for your first year was tough. I mean, I'm a second-year teacher, and it was very tough for me, so I'm, I'm right there with you. Teaching is such a hard profession. You have to worry about creating engaging lessons, grading assignments, managing student behavior, and just so much more. So if you feel like your first year isn't going or didn't go how it was supposed to, do not give up. I truly hated my first year of teaching. Like I wanted to be a teacher since I was like five years old. So when I started thinking about how much I despised teaching, that made me so sad. I didn't enjoy the school I was at. I would get constant stomach aches driving to the school in the morning. I was stressed out of my mind and I literally told my boyfriend that I did not want to teach anymore. 
However, I am still teaching and I'm getting better with each year. The more you teach, the better your classroom management skills will be, the easier it'll be to create fun and engaging lessons, and you'll become much more confident as a teacher over time. I promise you, if you are a first year teacher and feel inadequate right now, it will get better. Things take time to master and teaching isn't an exception. Just because you go through practicum and student teaching doesn't make you a master. And in all honesty, my programs, as much as I adored my college, practicum and student teaching are so different than actually having your own classroom. Now, maybe teaching isn't for you. And again, I'm saying stick with it because if you're a first year teacher, you, you can't really know if your next year is going to be better if you don't try it. But again, some people really do not like teaching and that is okay. Don't feel guilty for not wanting to be in the classroom anymore. If this is, if you are going day to day and hating your life constantly and you feel like next year it's going to be the same, then that that's up to you. You know, that if you want to have a profession change or whatever, that's up to you. But if you're a first year teacher, I suggest to keep going, try it out again and see where you're at next year. It does get better. All right, you're not a bad teacher. It's just very, very difficult and you're doing a great job. So keep it going. But I hope these tips help you for your first year of teaching. And I would love to do more tips in other episodes. So if you have anything you want to see on my podcast or any tips you would like to hear, please reach out to me through my Instagram, which is underscore the modern teacher underscore. And I'll also put it my Instagram handle in the episode notes as always. And if you are a, an educator who would like to be featured on my show, please reach out to me on Instagram as well. Thanks again, everyone. I love being able to help out fellow teachers because I know how stressful it can be. Tune in next week for how to find a mentor teacher. Bye.